sorry if I spit when I speak in this episode. We are going to discuss the very troubling rumors about John Ross. joined by John Sheeran, as always. And John and I, what's interesting, we had different takes on John Ross before they drafted him and early in his career, but we both agree that trading him now is a big mistake. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously. Does anyone Obviously. think otherwise, honestly? Yeah, some people are like, I saw some very insulting tweets about, oh, if they can get the seventh rounder or two packets of ketchup or whatever like he's just right. totally totally useless the man had seven touchdowns uh despite very shaky quarterback uh, situation you know and the fact that and i wanted to get to this later but uh, you know um who is it john that uh, ryan mccrystal i think yeah that's him I mean, yeah i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> Yeah, so he, you know, I was actually going to look for a stat or I wanted to argue this, but he gave me the perfect stat. Mm-hmm. So John Ross uh, had like 73%, I think, of his passes 20 yards or, or deeper were uncatchable, right? Right. And the average is like 40 something, right, John? Like 46% mm-hmm. or something. So this is why john this is why we disagreed before he was drafted i didn't want the Bengals to draft him even though i was very excited and i love deep threats i love the idea of john ross but i knew it wouldn't be a good fit on this team because of the nature of andy dalton's play like you know like a tyler eifert a tyler boyd these guys they work with the guy like andy dalton um you know because i would look at dalton under throwing green on those deep pass and think okay so how is ross going to work and right. also the injury history. And then I look at the history of the Bengals with injury-prone players. They're not the type of team that uh, – I don't know if it's the medical staff or what it is, but we don't have a good history with those kind of players either. But having said that, I wouldn't have used the number nine pick. But now that we have him, what you know, what are you going to get? You're not going to get a first-rounder. You're probably not going to get a second-rounder. So anything less than that, what John Ross can add – right is worth much more than they can get in return if you know how to use them you have a quarterback that can get the ball deep he's worth much more look worst case scenario i say is he's uh, you know an x factor you know a, a six to eight hundred yard you know uh, 10 touchdown kind of guy who comes in every once in a while and, and breaks the game open i think that's ideally what he is and going back to those points i got personally carried away with what um john ross can be because when watching him at Washington, like I wasn't as concerned with him going to Andy Dalton because I, I would think that the transition from Jake Browning to Andy Dalton would be pretty natural because they're basically the same quarterbacks, just playing on different levels. Uh, Ross didn't have the greatest quarterback in college, but still made it work in his final year there. Um, so I didn't think that that transition would be as bad, but clearly, as we've seen, Dalton just can't throw the Ross and can't throw him open, and he's the kind of receiver that, that, that needs a quarterback like that, and that's just not who Dalton is. And then the injury concerns, like the, the man got hurt his shoulder when running the fastest 40 yard dash. That should have been probably a bigger red flag than I guess I kind of took it in. And you know, that wasn't the only injury that he suffered in his college career. He also, I think, tore an ACL back in 2016 and limited his production from that year. So there were obvious red flags with Ross. But I, me personally, I got carried away with you know good enough production and an elite athleticism trait that the Bengals didn't have. 
So, you know, it was it, this was the bed that they kind of made when they took him in ninth overall when they passed on two franchise quarterbacks and Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. But now that he's here and now that you have fired the, the head coach, you probably didn't want him. You brought in a new head coach who, at least from the surface, has an idea of how to utilize, you know, athletic offensive talent. Maybe you give him a chance, especially in, in his third year when he had seven touchdowns in the second year. And that was mainly the, the niche role that he carved out. So it like logistically that like trading him doesn't make sense because it, it, if they were to trade him trade him before June 1st, which is probably when they're going to, if they were, are going to trade him, it would cost him five mil. So if you cut perfect and then trade John Ross, you're basically netting out zero dollars. You don't get anything with that Montes trade that becomes basically useless. So you're um, costing yourself $5 million to trade a first round pick. Who's only 23 years old still. Um, and then again, like you're not getting like you're not getting like a top 100 pick for John Ross. There's just no proven production. There's no proven tape of him in the NFL to warrant anybody take you know investing anything higher than the fourth round pick on a guy that they can probably get similar production from in the draft. And this may not be that great of wide receiver class. And maybe Ross is has that elite speed that no one else in this class has. So maybe that pushes his value up a little bit. But like if the Bengals are going to trade him, they're going to trade him to a team with probably a couple extra fourth or fifth round picks to probably need maybe offer one of those, but like the, the best the Bengals can hope for probably is the fourth round pick. And like you said, like the, even the Bengals have had success drafting the fourth round, they're not going to get anybody with the upside that Ross still has. So they might as well just kind of play this Ross thing out, see what they can get with him, even though Andy Dalton's still here, see what Zach Taylor's offense can do for him. And, you know, if they still don't want him, you know, keep developing him so you can maybe then trade him for a, an even higher pick in the future. Um, you know, and also not incur as much dead money in the future. Yeah. I mean, you know, John, uh, we could talk about possible landing spots. Now I saw um, Brian Albright. Is that his name? I can't remember. Ben Albright. Ben Albright. He was talking about that the Broncos might uh, target burners in free agency. And then, and then I saw the tweet about the Ross like two hours later and I was like, Oh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I mean, who are you going to find a free agency? You talk about burner. Who can you find who's 24 years old? And forget the 40-yard time. We've seen his on-field speed. Right. And, yeah, it's not maybe not Tyreek Hill or whatever, but it's up there, you know? Mm-hmm. He got amazing separation sometimes, and there just was no connection. Now, yes, he wasn't uh, – I, I, I understand the problems. I understand that he had some mental lapses, some mental issues even. You know, some frustration with the injuries, and he was in a dark place his first year. I understand all that. And there were some miscommunications, some bad routes, some giving up on routes, all that. But, John, here's one thing people don't get. They talk about looking at the tape. They have the analytics. What they don't get is losing culture and, uh, you know, just a bad offense. That uh, builds and it festers and... Uh, you know, you, that's why you see on these offenses they're just a clicking, like the Rams and the Chiefs. It's like you just put, you see these backups and they look amazing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it all, and, and and when you have the quarterback play of like a Patrick Mahomes, the receivers are more likely to play. You know, play the ball better, play more eagerly, play with more focus. Do you see what I'm saying here, John? So it's mm-hmm. like it's so hard to evaluate a, a receiver with such bad chemistry with his quarterback. Um, and that is why I say the value for John Rice is so up in the air. I, I am basically sure that he can flourish in the right system, you know, be worth a first rounder, second rounder, maybe if he's in the right system. Yeah. Maybe, maybe second rounder. I don't think they're ever going to get a first rounder from a trade from. But John, I'm saying, I'm saying, look, I'm John, here's what I'm saying. Okay. 
he barely got targets because of all the problems with the team, right? And he is still you know, had the seven touchdowns. And 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 you think about how many times did they see him deep open? You just yeah, those yeah. deep passes. He that's a five hundred yard seven touchdown season, or no more than that, ten touchdown season. If just a little better connection with his quarterbacks. No, yeah, so, I, all the yeah. problems. All the problems with John Ross rarely have anything to do with John Ross. It's mainly just Andy Dalton, Jeff Driscoll's inability to, to get him to get him the ball, and really the lasers inability to you know scheme him open because that's i think something that a lot of people know or just realize about the nfl is that receivers don't have to win always one-on-one or, or they don't always have to be double coverage they don't always have to beat uh pre- press man coverage you can you know help these guys out and scheme them open for some yards down the field yeah <laughs> and with ross you know he was always um stereotyped as a deep threat because of that speed but they never gave him they never gave him the ball in space you know they didn't they didn't but catch they didn't, but even with all that, I'm saying there was still like five or ten plays that uh, you know could have been yeah, big I, plays. I, like, like I can think of all of them. It's just bad passes. You know, it's like yeah. it's like AJ Green. Every year, there's like five fifty yard to seventy yard touchdown passes that Andy Dalton misses to AJ Green every and, year. And, and, and that's like the underlying problem. Like if you're if you're claiming that these are problems that you don't want to deal with, and they're mainly generated from your lack of quarterback play, then maybe the receiver is not the issue here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you're like, hey, I'm only going to surround my quarterback with guys like and Tyler Bort obviously fits Andy Dalton. He's not a burner, you know, he's a nice he, he he's a crafty guy, he works underneath, he works with, with Andy Dalton's arm talents, you know. Like like I wrote I have I have a piece on Cincy Jones coming out for the five teams that would fit with John Ross. One of the teams is the Packers. Can you imagine John Ross and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers? Like John Ross in that yeah. Randall Cobb role, only Randall Cobb's yeah. eight years younger and much faster. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be a good fit. That could be deadly. Yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah, man, it, it is really frustrating seeing this guy, this and it, and, and, Zach Taylor, come in trying to change the culture. You know, like I'm gonna get rid of this loser, but I'm gonna bring in uh, what's that guy, the the offensive line, Jim Turner. I'm going to bring in. You know, it's like, man, you want to set the tone. You know, it's just like it's just like. You want to get your guys like I, does this mean does this mean that Zach Taylor is signing off on Andy Dalton being the quarterback of the future because they you know what I mean it's like like you said fix the offense fix the quarterback. Well, well, we, we don't know that we, we, like we're thinking that okay Taylor thinks that Ross doesn't fit with Dalton which 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 is probably which is probably true and he's willing to incur all the negative stuff that goes with it but what if he's thinking that John Ross doesn't fit with Ryan Tannehill? I'm just saying, but regardless, yeah, I think. I think we've seen that in in the four weeks that Taylor has officially been the head coach, a lot of stuff is getting leaked from the Bengals organization that we're not used to seeing, especially under the Marvin days. And it's very clear that like he has full control, almost not, I don't want to say roster control, but he has a lot more influence in just his first year as a coach that it took years for Marvin Lewis to do. And, and here's another thing, like, like it, it, it's been kind of known by now that Marvin Lewis did not, really want to pick John Ross ninth overall. I think that was more of a Duke Tobin, Mike Brown pick, but Marvin Lewis is out the door. Duke Tobin and Mike Brown are still here. And now we're, we're hearing about John Ross getting traded. So either, either Duke flipped his mind or it's a, it's a, this is the possibility that we're not considering. Maybe John Ross does, just doesn't want to be here. Maybe he doesn't want to have Andy Dawn as a quarterback when he's playing for the next couple of years for that second contract where he gets that real money. You know, he's, he's seen his career kind of, you know, yeah, but, diminished but, but, right in front of his eyes. But if it was the NBA, I understand. But NFL, you don't see, players risking their careers, such short careers, such small opportunities. You don't see them take that boldest stance when they're in a position like John Ross, right? 
Um, it would make a bad name for him. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think. Know. I don't think he's demanding a trade. I, I, I think that he f- feels that he's not a fit here. He, like, and, and that, that, that might not can be completely true because I know he has a great relationship with Joe Mixon. I believe that he's well liked in that locker room, but we don't know that for sure. And we, and we don't know that he doesn't see him, him being the best fit in Cincinnati. And then they have the thoughts that okay, you're not that productive here, and you know you're not doing what we want you to do with 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 the the core that we want to ha- keep established here, maybe it's just best for both parties to move on. I don't know if that's the truth, but I, yeah, I, think I don't it's- know. I don't know. I mean, I like seeing Mixon say, you're not going anywhere. I love that. I like, Mixon you know, Rebecca, a friend of the show, Rebecca Tobek. What's that? Mixon will just say anything at this point. He's he's had a take. Well, but like Rebecca Tobek pointed out, the moves that Mixon suggested, we would have been a great team. I mean, like he was like, you know, it's like he would have kept Frank Pollack. He would have, I don't know what else. Um, it would, you know, so so I like mixing, I like his attitude, but okay, so we wanted to keep it short. People got to go to bed just real quick. I want to shout out the patrons, and obviously, we're talking patreon.com is down right now, so I don't have all the patrons memorized. John, do you remember any? Uh, John Harden for one, yeah, Brian Taylor. Andrew Sealer. Is, is, is Brian Taylor our one dollar one dollar? He's guy? one of the one dollars. We have another one. I can't right. remember. We awesome. have a three dollar guy. Yeah. Okay. One dollar guy, five dollar guy, hundred dollar guy. You know, you're, you're all the we same. Could, to me. We could you're, you're all, that, you're all, yeah. I, I equally love you all. Yeah, you're all really, really great, honestly. Um, so we love the patrons. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe both on YouTube and on iTunes. The podcast is gonna go up, it's gonna go up to the iTunes podcast. Give us a five a star rating. And uh, that is about it. Uh, right down, that's all we got. Yeah, very short, just like a sporty time. There you go. We will see you next time. Sweetie. Bye.